The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. Oh, hell no! Whatever! The following program contains opinions expressed by the Dead Zone. If you find this broadcast offensive, lighten up, candy ass. What? Oh my gosh. It's a radio show. Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Power up request received. Initiating systems. Powering up transmitters. Welcome to the Dead Zone. Show. Our guest tonight is John Joist, executive producer at Rhino Productions, and he's got a brand new film coming out, the third, so stay tuned to find out more about that. Also, we have Michelle with a UFO report, but we're going to kick tonight off with Astral Projection. Astral <laughs> Projection by Downpour. Still won't 
Come on, lose. Coast to Coast AM article, former director of national intelligence hints at revelatory UFO report. Dated March 22nd, 2021, written by Tim Banal. In a recent interview with Fox News, former director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe shared insights on the UFO phenomenon and suggested that a forthcoming government report on the subject could contain significant revelations. His intriguing comments were made during a conversation with Maria Bartiromo this past Friday evening. Positing that the former Trump administration official saw the most intelligence that anyone has ever seen other than the president, the host noted that the government is required to issue a report on UFOs to the public later this year and asked Ratcliffe if such strange objects have been seen. Although he chuckled when Bartiromo initially broached the topic, the former DNI offered a serious response, saying that the government has lots of reports about what we call unidentified aerial phenomena. He went on to confirm that the government will be issuing a proverbial UFO report in a few months and claimed that he wanted to get this information out and declassified before I left office, but was unable to pull off such a feat. Frankly, there are a lot more sightings than have been made public, Ratcliffe said, explaining that these reports come from Navy or Air Force pilots or have been picked up by satellite imagery. These puzzling objects, he revealed, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, move in a manner seemingly impossible by current technology, and exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. Ratcliffe revealed that there are quite a few of those incidents on record and postulated that information on these cases is being gathered and will be put out in a way that the American people will see. As for what could be behind these inexplicable sightings, he indicated that when we see these things, we always look for a plausible explanation, citing weather effects or potential foreign technology, but conceded that there are instances where we don't have good explanations for what we have seen. Pressed by Bartiromo for more information on where these objects have been seen, Ratcliffe marveled that there have been sightings all over the world. Dismissing the notion that such reports come from a solitary witness, he clarified that usually we have multiple sensors that are picking up these things. Ultimately, the former DNI mused that I think it'll be healthy for as much of this information to get out there as possible so that the American people can see some of the things that we've been dealing with. Fortunately, we won't have to wait all that much longer to see what, if anything, gets revealed to the public as the government report on UFOs is set to be released on June 1st. So if you have any proof of UFOs, sorry about that. Any proof of UFOs, uh, whether you have pictures, videos, um, you have an, a, a story that you'd like to share, email me at michelle.deadzone at gmail.com. That's M I C H E L L E dot deadzone at gmail.com. Hello, this is Christopher St. Booth, and you're listening to The Dead Zone. My name is David Walton. I am a vocal performer for What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal Show. And I have carried the burden of a terrible secret. I am actually what is offensively called a ghost. For years now, I have concealed my ectoplasmic existence from my friends and family in fear of a common prejudice against ghosts, or what we like to call the disembodied. I have existed frightened of being discovered, unable to do physical acts that the embodied take for granted, such as walking a squirrel, 
or drinking a glass of vitamin E milk fresh squeezed from a whale. I grew depressed and even considered acts of self-harm or reincarnation, which is suicide for the disembodied. Such movies as Ghostbusters and its sequels drove my feelings of disenfranchisement and I began looking for help only to encounter painful exorcisms in the houses I haunted. Then, I met two good people, it says here, Fox and Phil, at What Are You Afraid Of? Horror and Paranormal. And they helped me take control of my own life. Now, it is my choice whether I wish to make phantom bangs in the night, appear at the foot of your bed in darkness, or make your walls bleed. If you are a disembodied person like I am, and you're living a lie, what are you afraid of can help you too. They are on at 9pm on Friday nights at Para-X Radio, leaving plenty of time for midnight haunting activities, and can be found on all major podcast services. Listen to their paranormal stories, interviews, humorous sketches and horror fiction, to know that you are not alone. And if you are a member of the Embodied, don't forget, you are only a single heart attack or tumour away from becoming one of us. This is David Walton. See you on the other side. Or as I call it, this side. And that is the end of a perfect day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para S. Are you in a band or know of a band that is currently unsigned and looking for airplay for free? We want to hear from you. One of the main goals of the show is to help promote up-and-coming bands and artists as well as our paranormal community. Getting your name out there can be tough, especially these days. Shoot us an email, deadzonebooking at gmail.com. If your music fits our genre, hard rock, 80s, 90s metal, and new metal, we want to help.
all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. Now, here are the one, the only Dead Zone. Hello? Hello, John. Lee. Yes. How are you, sir? I'm sorry, sir. How are you? We have an eight second delay. I'm sorry for that. No, no problem at all. Okay. So, how are you, sir? How's it going? Welcome to the show. I'm very fine. Very fine. Okay. Thank uh, you very, very much. Sir. Well, thank you. I understand that you have. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I, I understand that you have something coming out uh, in a couple of days, and we'll be talking about that, right? Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, John Yoist, uh, executive producer at Rhino Production, and he has something new coming out that we're going to go ahead and just uh, get right into. It's Alien Abductions. Yes, sir. All right. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that? You're actually one of the few people, oh, yeah, you're one of the few people that we've had on the show, and it's been like three three years now, uh, talking about aliens and abductions and that kind of thing. I see. Um, yes. Uh, the, the film is called Alien Abduction Answers, mm-hmm. and uh, it it is a film about the experience of being abducted. Mm-hmm. There are literally millions of people around the world who have experienced these types of things. Right. And um, a lot of people don't talk about them, mm-hmm. you know, because of the, the societal shunning. But, you know, here's something to consider. Okay. You know, all of this stuff is coming out with the Navy and the government and the mm-hmm. release of all these papers, right? Right. And they the government is admitting that they've lied for years. Right. They've said for years that they have not investigated this, that there are no records, that people are crazy, and there's nothing to see here. Okay. Well, all of this paperwork that's coming out now clearly shows that they have been misinforming the country. So here's the question. If these guys would go to such extent to lie and obfuscate and threaten people right. about shiny lights in the sky, right. how much farther would they go to avoid the topic of abduction? Contact with these right. off world visitors. Right. Yeah. They would do anything in their power to hide it. Right. And that's what they've done. Right. Now, we had a guest on not too long ago, You, I'm sure you're familiar with, um, <laughs> Travis Walton. What do you think about that? Do you think that's, uh, yes. that was something that uh, he contrived, or do you, do you believe in what he has to say? No, I, I do not think that he contrived anything. I think that Mr. Walton experienced something very real right. and terrifying. Right. Uh, in those woods and he he was taken for several days right and uh, lived to tell the tale right yeah we yeah like I said we've we've had him on before and you know I I I have no reason to doubt to doubt anything he says I believe him right certainly and he took a lot of lie detector tests oh yeah and etc and so oh I, I mean all that compiled the man is a truthful man and he he experienced something very very traumatic right now have you yourself experienced anything like that um yes you have uh, you know watch this the is uh, why this movie was being right this oh. is why this movie has been made yeah, yeah i watched the uh, when i was seven the trailer yeah when i watched I was the seven trailer. years old i was I, yeah go ahead i'm sorry uh, i was taken when i was seven okay no that's okay i was taken when i was seven and uh, and I was completely awake. I I uh, had to go to the restroom at night and went to the bathroom and came out of the bathroom. And when I did, right there in the hallway, in the doorway, was an entity. And uh, we struggled. And um, and then there was this big flash of light. And I, I didn't know what was going on. And a lot of kaleidoscope of colors. And when I finally got my bearings, I was back in that house, 
right. parents' home. Right. But this entity's back was in the bathroom. Okay. And my back was in the hallway. So somehow we got changed in our positions. Right. And uh, as I'm struggling with him, he, re he reached out and with his right hand and touched my left shoulder. Mm -hmm. And when he did, I felt this tremendous energy, power, electricity, I don't know what you want to say. And it, uh, it threw me back. Right. And I fell down the stairs. My father and mother came running around the corner. They had a first floor bedroom. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I'm screaming and crying. I'm a little boy. You know, I'm seven years old. Right. Saying that, you know, I've been, you know, attacked. Right. And so my father runs up the stairs and he's going to see what's what. And uh, when he does, you know, of course, there's nothing there. And he comes to the top of the stairs. He looks upset at me and. So my parents take me upstairs, and they do what all parents do. You know, they yeah. show me the closet. Right, there's yeah. no one there, right? Yeah. Under the bed, show nothing's me there. the bed, and there's right. no one there. Right. They put me to bed. Yeah. <laughs> but, what, but what happened next was the thing that sealed the deal, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, the very next day, this was during the summertime, the very next day I went out to play. I was a little boy playing with my friends, summer vacation. And uh, my mom calls me in for dinner. And when she does, she says, Oh, listen, you got to take a bath before dinner. And I didn't want to. You know, I'm a little boy. And I don't want to do that. Right. But uh, she takes off my t shirt and she sees, you know, she sees the bruises from the fall, but then she sees my shoulder. Yeah. And she says, Honey, what, you know, what's, what's this about? And I said, Mom, I told you mm -hmm. there was a guy in my room. Right. So my mom, you know, she looks a little upset at this point mm -hmm. and a little worried. And she says, you know, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. Well, a couple of days later, my father was taking me to the doctor. And uh, as we get into the uh, parking lot, he looks back at me and he says, now listen, when we get in there, I don't want to hear anything about this, you know, guy coming in your room. And all. I don't want to hear this. All right. Keep that to yourself. Right. You know, and this so, is back yeah. in the 70s. Yeah, you so know, and so, you know, do I don't know about do. kids today, but back then, you yeah. listen to your father. Right. right? Not, it's not, not so much today. So, uh, so, not so much today. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, we get in there, and the doctor's looking me over, looking at the bruises, and then he gets to my shoulder. Right. And he says, hey, sport, what's going on with this? I could see my dad in the corner, and he was giving me, you know what I'm, he was giving me the eye. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, keep your mouth shut, kid. Yep. And I, I said, I don't know. You know, I, I, I just was playing, Phil. So the doctor gave me a lollipop and, you know, sent me on my way, and he was talking to my dad after that. Mm -hmm. And when my dad took me home, he said to me, to listen. I don't want you scaring your mother. I don't want you scaring your sisters. You keep that to yourself, and you don't say anything. Right. And so, you know, I was the eldest son. I would have done anything for my dad. And so I started to lie. Right. And then I lied about it all my life. And then it became so it became so second nature. I mean, it was it's like you, Lee. You know, you're going to leave the house. You throw a baseball cap on, right? All right. You don't think to yourself... Hey, listen, I am going to put a baseball cap on. Oh, it's second nature. No, you just grab it, throw yep. it on your head. Right. And, yeah, second nature. And so that's what happened to me. I, You know, I played a lot of sports. And, you know, you're in the shower, whatever. These guys are going, what the hell happened to your shoulder, man? <laughs> and, you know, I, I lied about it all my life. Right. You know, and um, I mean, it, because, you know, if you think about it this way, Lee, hmm. you know, anything is better than saying, um, by the way, <laughs> I was, was an alien. you know, yeah. you don't want to tell people that. Right. And, um, yeah, yeah. And so I kept it, I kept it to myself all my life and, and I was, I was fine with that. But what happened was, you know, I'm in this business of film and TV and we do all kinds of projects. We do stuff for his, history channel and right. travel channel, and, right. you know, sports and true crime. Right. And, uh, we got op opportunity to work on a paranormal show. 
And so I'm out in the desert with my crew, and, and it's at the end of the night. And, and we haven't seen anything, and that's fine. And, and all of a sudden, there is this gigantic thing about the size of a Volkswagen right. over my shoulder. Okay. And everybody there turns around, and, and I'm losing my mind. Like, what the <laughs> hell is it? Right. And these people were, oh, welcome. And oh, so I said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah. And this thing zigzagged and went right above my head. And I'm thinking everything. I'm thinking it's the moon. I'm thinking it's one of those, you know, get well soon balloons. I'm, right. think, I'm trying to think of all kinds of things. I'm trying to rationalize Because it, yeah. I don't want to think that this is, oh my God. And Lee, I could have thrown a baseball and hit it. It was that close. Right. So uh, I was there with one of my cameramen and about 12 or 15 people. So, I mean, there were a lot of folks. Right. And um, so they, this thing zig zigzagged and it stopped right above my head. Mm-hmm. And then went away from me it stopped and then just drifted out to the desert and all of these people are you know hooray this is great and, <laughs> and what happened to me was all of those years came, came back yep. crashing down right on my head and yeah and i uh you know i was trying to keep it together right mm-hmm. and uh i excused myself politely and uh kind of barricaded myself in my room and I I was I'm not proud of it but I was scared to death all of that fear and all of that compounding lies right oh yeah came back suppression yeah and uh I I couldn't deal with it so so what happened was this is that I was having problems at work I was having problems in my life because I couldn't keep that monster in the box anymore you know what I mean yeah I had kept him in the box for so many years but now he was out and he was torturing me and I literally could not control it anymore. Right. And I was having a problem. And so what I did was I thought, listen, I need to find out this information. And I started to do research and then I found out there were other people like me. And so that's what started. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. You're fine. That's what started the the film. I, I, I wanted to go and interview these people and see how they dealt with it. And that's how it began. That's cool. That's very cool. That's how it began. Yeah, 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 it, it was, <laughs> wasn't was cool for me, Lee. <laughs> oh, but it is now. Everything, <laughs> but, uh, everything happens, but, but everything I, I happens for mean. a reason. I, right? I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I, I agree, sure, sir. I, I agree. sure you're familiar with uh, Andrea Perone, right? I'm sorry? I'm, uh, are you familiar with, I'm sure you are, with Andrea Perone? From the Conjuring, no the, sir. The original Conjuring, no, sir. She's the last sister. Oh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. I apologize. I did not know that was her name. I apologize. Yeah, thank you. Uh, she, um, well, first of all, what are your thoughts on the correlation between uh, the supernatural and aliens? Do you think there's a connection there? Some somehow. Uh, I, y- y- yes, sir. Yes, sir. I do. Uh, I've come a long way. Uh, you know, three years ago, I had that kind of a shock, and right. and I've come a long way since then, and I've learned a lot of things. And, and uh, if people see the film, they're going to see that's kind of the difference between my film and everything else. You know, you go see a, a UFO film, and it's kind of like you know, it's a third person narrative. You know, oh, right. in 1947, this happened, and that <laughs> happened. Right. No, what 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 happened in our film is that you're sitting on my shoulder. Mm-hmm literally going through the, with me. Right. Uh, and uh, so it's frightening to some people, and it's uh, exhilarating to some people, and it's, and uh, honestly, quite a few people, you know, tear up a little bit. Right. Um, but what I wanted to say about the connection is I think that all of these things are somehow connected. Right. You I was, know, I, that reason. in fact, these, uh, these uh, contact experiences have something to do also with poltergeists and have something to do with spirits and have something to do with consciousness and have something to do with angels and demons. Right. You know, we're dealing with several different things. You know, one of the, one of the things you asked me about was, um, uh, was uh, Travis Walton. Yes. You know, everybody says, well, you know, you, your experience doesn't sound like Travis Walton. Well, let me ask you something. Yeah. Hey, let's just make this up. If you were captured by the Japanese or 
you were captured by the Would your experience uh, be the same? No. You think your experience would be different? Exactly. No. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so so there's only one type there's only one type of civilization out there? You're right. Come on. If you take a look at our earth, how many different races of people are there? Oh yeah. A bunch. Right. A bunch. Right. So, you know, if you put everybody in line, if you put everybody in line, they all look kind of the same, but right. they look a little different too. Right. Because of where they grew up and their education and their evolution, of course. Right. So, and then also, are all of their agendas the same? Of course not. Right. Some are military, some are education, some are just recreation. So, all of these things play a part. So, a very long answer to you. I'm sorry. That's you're fine. But a very long answer to you in that. Yes, I see many possible connections. Right. The reason the reason I brought that up was at the end of the interview with her about the conjuring and, and what happened. You know, the real story. She mentioned that back then they could go out, or at least she could go out on on her front porch, and across the way there would be lights in the sky, flashing back and forth, and you know. And she was, is convinced it was aliens. I said, okay, yeah. right. Huh. Huh. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll stop you in your tracks. That'll uh, right. stop you in your tracks. Yeah. And so what, what, what are we dealing with? You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, the bottom line is, is this. We are never going to really know how big this thing is. Our lives are too short and our arms are too short to, right. to, to totally, completely understand everything. Right. And that's why my film is not so much about that, but more about us. Mm -hmm. How do we deal with something that we're not quite sure of? Right. How do you deal with something that you, you know, the hardest thing for us, Lee, is control. Right. You know, you, every day you wake up the same way by the same person. You go to the same job. You do. You know your life. Right. If all of a sudden the sun came up in the west and went down in the east, you'd lose your mind. You'd, be, you'd say you'd there's be, something wrong. Yeah, out of whack. Yeah. Okay. Well, think about this. You, know, you think you, yeah, you think you got control of everything and you know, you know everything in the woods. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden a light comes down and snaps you up, and you say, "What is going on?" Right. It will, it will crush your ego. Right. And when you realize that you are not the top of the food chain, it does something to you internally. Right. Right. What I uh, what I brought up in our messaging to each other, um, one of my stories, maybe you can make sense out of it since you've talked to a lot of people. Um, back when Please I go right ahead. Back when I was like you said, like seven or eight years old. We'd went out of town to visit relatives, right? They lived in a rural area. And mm -hmm. they're, they're, uh, see, the sun was going down. And I went outside to play. And behind them was like a tree line. It was getting dusk. But then a light came on. And this weird hum started. And I didn't know what it was. It scared me to death. And that's all I remember, except being back in the house. But mm -hmm. in my mind, I thought it was an alien. Yeah. So I don't know. Never have. Yeah. What would you think? Well, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, Lee. That when I was a, the reason I couldn't, well, the reason when I, the reason I couldn't sleep that night, mm -hmm. it was in the middle of the night, like two or three o'clock in the morning. Right. I was awakened by a hum, okay. or uh, like a, what I say, an undulating yes. groaning. Like it yes. kind of was kind of like this. It was like, oh. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what woke me up. So, and I will tell you this. Yeah, what I will tell you is uh, I have read a lot about people who experience that type of sound mm -hmm. or vibration just prior to some sort of contact. Right. All I can say, and it all, must all, be all I remember, my, just my guess. I, all I can remember is seeing that light come on huge light I mean huge and hearing that I started crying and like I say that's all I remember <laughs> weird sure well uh, I say this to you Lee you probably remember a lot more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your mind probably just said I can't take this could be you know a lot one of the things we deal with in the film are screen memories uh -huh. you know and the screen memories are really like blisters they try to protect us mm-hmm 
I don't know. And, you know, from trauma that we just cannot handle. And um, I, uh, I, yeah, I, like you, was totally awake. Mm -hmm. But I remember part of it. And also, if, if you remember what I said to you about switching places with yes. that entity. Yes. That was the part that I could not remember. And so in the film, we go through a process that helps me remember what happened. Yeah. And uh, I think it's going to shock a lot of people. Cool. Very yeah, cool. because we know where I went and what happened and who it was and what went on there. So, and, and the audience gets to see all of it. All right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it, yeah, it'll, it'll shake you a little bit. Well, there could be quite a lot to what you say about uh, suppressing memories, and my wife is constantly telling me, you know, when we go out doing investigations, she's always on me about, uh, how does she put it? Anyway, what, anyway she's, she's, I'm too closed off to anything, whereas she is the complete opposite. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so the movie comes out on the 3rd? Well, you, you you know you you've had to be. I mean, you're you know you're 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 a man. Yeah, you're a man. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you've had to control some things in your life. Right. So that's why you're like that. Right. Yes, this thing comes out on May third, which is Tuesday of this week. Okay. And they can find it where? Listen up, guys. They can find it everywhere streaming happens. They can find it on um, Apple TV, iTunes, Google Play, Vimeo, uh, Amazon Prime. Or they could just say into their remote alien abduction answers, and it's video on demand. Right. And we'll post a link on the Dead Zone site for you guys to follow as well. All right. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. We're going to run out of time. Oh, perfect. Man, thank you. Uh, we're going to run out of time, and we, we, hope, we, thank hope you, brother. Come, we hope you'll come back. All right, sir. All right. Thank you very much. All right. God bless you and yours. No. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
millions of people are affected by the Para-X bug. I realize that it is something that will stay with me for the rest of my life and long into the afterlife as well. If you have the Para-X bug, there is hope. With a nightly visit to the Para-X website and intensive past life regression therapy, I can control it. Even with the Para-X bug, I can still lead an active life of radio show hosting, paranormal investigating, evidence checking, attending conferences, book writing, keeping up with the latest technology, and still keep my 40-hour-a-week day job. If you think that you have the Para-X bug or know someone who might, visit para-x.com. And remember, you are not alone. I am not alone. I. 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 I am not alone. The Para-X bug may cause the urge to chase shadow people, visit exotic haunted locations, adopt a pugwudgie, or spend all of your time trying to figure out the laws and principles of paranormal investigation. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Sudden visions of full-body apparitions or feeling the covers being pulled off you in the middle of the night by unseen hands may also be signs of exposure to the Para-X bug. The use of Para-X may be habit-forming and an overwhelming desire to provoke spirits may be a serious side effect. If these symptoms last more than four hours, you should quickly consult a trusted witch and have her cast a what-the-hell-are-you-thinking spell on you. If symptoms persist, please contact the Para-X Radio Network Homeland Security Team for further instructions. The Para-X bug may cause urges for late-night speaking with spirits and ghosts. Listening to Para-X may increase these effects. Overwhelming desire to try provoking a spirit may be a serious side effect. Those with Para-X bug effects lasting more than four hours should consult Para-X or see a professional. Sudden outbursts at the mention of orbs may be a sign of exposure to the Para-X bug. Use of Para-X may be habit-forming. Use caution when engaging in Para-X chat. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X.
This is Keith Age. And you're listening to The Dead Zone. The Sacred Cauldron. This is the legendary artifact that has been whispered about in hushed tones for hundreds of years, and now it's mine! All mine! <laughs> Who dares defile the sanctity of my castle walls? Step away from the cauldron, you impertinent, muddy metal maltworm. Never! I've spent half my lifetime trying to discover your age-old secret of stirring the cauldron! Oh, for Merlin's sake, that's no deep, dark secret. Just tune into the Para-X Radio Network Thursday nights at 9 o'clock Eastern for more cauldron stirring than you can shake a wand at. Oh, well, uh, in that case, I, I guess I don't need to take up any more of your time, so I, I guess I'll be going! Not just yet. We've got a little unfinished business to take care of. That's Stirring the Cauldron with Marla Brooks every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on the Para-X Radio Network.
If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. This is the Dead Zone Paranormal Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.